0: Hey everyone, I'm Josh Loftus, and this is the Everyday a Monday podcast, the podcast where we talk about everyday people doing everyday things in everyday churches. Whether you're a pastor, a plumber, or that guy that brings the pack of Oreos to the church potluck, we know who you are. We see you. This podcast is for you. This is where we find value in the trenches of Christian life. Welcome to Everyday a Monday. And with me in the trenches today, I have a very cool guest. he is the youth director at Avondale Bible Church in Woodenville, Washington. He's a comic book nerd. He's a punk rock nerd and a sushi lover, Mr. Luke Marcellus. Luke, how are you doing today, brother? I'm doing great. So, sushi, um, sushi's disgusting. Uh, and I just, I, I guess the first question I have is, how can you actually get through the mental mentality of putting sushi in your mouth and actually enjoying it?
1: No, I just kind of recognize it's kind of a weird thing, and if you're into trying weird food, uh, then yeah, you just go for it. It's weird that fish tastes so much better when it's not cooked. It's a, it's a
0: strange thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, Luke, before we get going here, man, give us a short bio of who you are. Uh, married, little known fun fact. Tell us a little bit about yourself, man.
1: Yeah, my name is Luke. I am married. I've been married for almost eight years, over Ooh. seven and a half years. Um, and then what weird thing about me?
0: Yeah. Give us a little like, you know, like a little fun fact, maybe a little known fun fact. little known fun fact
1: uh i was actually impressed with that bio uh there you mentioned uh some of those things uh and I didn't give you any of that stuff. I was like, oh, I wonder what he's going to say. You know, it could be anything. That's and it was right. actually accurate. Was, those three things were true. What was it? It was sushi, it was punk music, sushi, punk rock, comic and
0: comic books, man.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess we got to, I mean, we got to jump right into the, the Snyder Cut movement. That's what this podcast is about. So, yeah, I'm, gonna, right. I'm an avid uh, supporter of the movement to release Zack Snyder's uh, Cut of Justice League. That's right. Um, that's right. So that's maybe a little known.
0: I hear, I hear it doesn't exist, but then I hear it does exist. And, but I hear that we'll never get it.
1: Uh, it's one of those things like the Richard Donner cut of Superman two. It's just going to take <laughs> 20 years and we'll, we'll get it
0: someday. Yeah. That's right. 20 years and a lot of screaming comic book fans. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So, Hey Luke, tell us uh, what you do. Tell us, uh, I know you're the youth director there uh, at, at Avondale Bible church. Give us just kind of a, quick synopsis of how did you get into that uh whether ministry was something that you were trying to get into or if you just kind of fell into it like a lot of people uh give us the the best part of that job and uh, one of the hardest parts
1: yeah so just real quick kind of how i got into it i was part of youth ministry when i was in high school and really enjoyed it it had uh a pretty big effect on how i viewed the church how i viewed scripture how i viewed the the christian life i had uh men that uh, spent time uh, mentoring me, discipling me, and it it was uh, really beneficial for me. So going into college, I I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Uh, So I was a communications major with a minor in Bible. After college, it was uh, the Obama economy. So there weren't (laughs) jobs. Uh, That's right. Yeah, so I I was working like customer service jobs, got myself an internship uh, with a youth ministry at a church that turned into a part-time job. And then, uh, the church I'm at now offered me a full-time position. So about four years ago, my wife and I moved up here and, uh, yeah, we've been doing it ever since we, uh, uh, we kind of center our, our youth ministry on the great commission, uh, essentially like looking at. Everything we do uh, kind of through the lens of is this discipleship or is this evangelism? And for the the mm-hmm. students that we're ministering to that aren't believers, we're just wanting to communicate the gospel to them as many times as possible in as many ways as possible. And uh, for the students that are believers, it's the same thing. We're trying to tell them the gospel as many times as possible and as many ways as possible and and really trying to uh, get students to, to see that something applies to every aspect of their life.
0: Yeah, and that's that's really interesting. Is how how do you go about, especially with especially with the struggles that modern-day youth are dealing with today, um, you know, and just kind of the overexposure to social media, whatever it is, the influences that are coming in from around them, how do you really nail down the truth that the gospel is not just it's not just a one-time thing, right? It's not just something that is applied to your life, boom, your eyes are open, you're saved, and then the gospel really doesn't have any effect in your life anymore. How do you go about, as a youth director, showing and teaching that the gospel is literally the center of Christianity, and that needs to be, that needs to be the thing that filters every aspect of life? How do you go about teaching that to youth?
1: Because it's uh, hard enough
0: teaching that to adults,
1: Sure. Yeah, and that's that's something I don't think I really had a uh, an understanding of the the fact that salvation wasn't like a past experience that a Christian has that that a Christian can say I have been saved, I am being saved, I will be saved that that I I am justified, uh, I am being sanctified right now, and I will be glorified in the future, and that yeah. uh, the entire Christian life once you become a Christian is sanctification. It's God. Through primarily the Holy Spirit conforming you into the image of Christ, and mm-hmm. yeah, so in youth culture, that's that's a weird thing because there are it, it's a it's a totally different philosophy, um, a philosophy that says that you are designed by someone else, that your identity is supposed to be found in something outside of yourself, mm-hmm. and that thing is supposed to uh, define you and be your your purpose and your meaning in life, and. Um, especially you're talking about social media I think there's good and bad aspects of social media it can be used well it can be used poorly it's it's a right. tool yep. but primarily what it's teaching kids is like you you form you develop your own identity you center it around whatever you want it to be centered on and you kind of just uh, find your fulfillment in that and and it really is just all it's all about you so it is it is a call to to students that we have to just entirely reject that, that life is not about me. Life is about, uh, knowing I would say life is about knowing, loving and obeying God.
0: What you're, what you basically just described there is just ministry in general. You're not doing anything special in youth ministry that you wouldn't do for adults. It's just applied to life a little differently. You're still teaching the same truth, teaching the same concepts and, taking the same, the same pathway as look, the gospel is central to everything,
1: right? Yeah. It's the same. It's the same gospel. It's the same scripture. It's, uh, it's different barriers, I think sometimes. And that, that just comes mm-hmm. from, yeah, youth have their own kind of unique reasons that they're, rejecting the gospel. Ultimately, it's the same. We're all suppressing the truth. We all know God exists, but we suppress that in unrighteousness. <laughs> Romans 1 is true, um, and it applies to everyone, but that works itself out in different ways.
0: There's that presuppositionist I know. <laughs> pre, pre, I butchered hey, say that, that word. <laughs> Let's presuppositionalist. try that again. Pre, pre, presuppositionist. <laughs> presuppositionist. I don't know. I don't no, that's just,
1: that. just the Bible, man. That's not presuppositionist. It is. Yeah, that's, that's true.
0: I, I, I agree. Yeah, I do. I agree. Um so hey, uh you think about youth ministry, your job there. Uh what's the best part of that job? Uh and then on the flip side, what's something that's just that's just really hard? Just on both sides of the spectrum there.
1: Uh the practical best part of my job is all the free food I get. Uh part of <laughs> Yes, part of all our the chips and pizza and that. coke. <laughs> yeah, so part of uh what I do and what my wife helps me with is uh I I seek to, uh, to disciple all the, the young men that we have in our youth ministry, the, the ones Mm -hmm. whose, whose parents want that and the students want that. Um, and we can make it work to, you know, whether that's meeting once a week, meeting once every couple months. Um, uh, so yeah, I end up getting a lot of food through that. And my wife does that with the, with the girls. So that works out pretty well, but in reality, like the greatest joy I think in the youth ministry is uh, seeing kids like realize the truth. Like, I think I've heard a lot of teachers talk about, like they live for that light bulb moment, you know, the math teachers when they're, you know, they're explaining calculus and like, you can just see the, the light go off in the, in the back of their head. And it's really cool doing that in youth ministry because, uh, that's another thing I think biblically that that is a work of God and it's like a supernatural work. So if they're actually realizing the truth, accepting that truth and happy about that truth that that's a hundred percent like a work of god and you can actually like see that like physically manifest like on their face and you can like see them like yeah coming to acknowledge that truth so that's cool uh the hardest part is watching uh watching kids reject the truth is really hard um because again that's a thing where uh i i feel a lot of helplessness in that sometimes because i recognize the fact that I can't change anybody's heart. I can't change anybody's mind. Mm
0: -hmm. And, uh,
1: I, I take encouragement when, when God is doing that work and (laughs) I'm just going to word this, honestly, sometimes God chooses not to do that work with, uh, with people. It's true. And, uh, yep. And that, that can be discouraging. And I, uh, I always have to, uh, just fall back on the recognition that again God is God and I'm not so God is wiser than I am and uh and recognizing that that a lot of times I think the way the work of the gospel works is that there are people who hear the gospel many many times in their lives mm-hmm. and uh it's not until years later that uh, God actually does that work to open their eyes and and uh, give them the gift of faith and uh and, and bring them to himself. So, so I always have that confidence that, that God is going to save who he's going to save. And I just, I, I get to be part of the means that he uses to do that if I'm faithfully proclaiming the gospel.
0: Right. Yep. No, I agree. I agree. Give us a little bio, just kind of how, how Christ found you.
1: Yeah. I, I grew up in the church. Um, I grew up uh, going to church every week, going to Sunday school, being part of an Awana program, uh, all that stuff. Um, I. To the best of my knowledge, I I was justified, um, in eleventh right. grade.
0: I, yeah, we to need to. We, head yeah. head all of the yeah. theological like red flags are going off in our heads. <laughs> uh, yeah, we get I, it. We get it. <laughs> in in eleventh
1: grade, I distinctly remember walking down a hallway of my high school and realizing that I deserved. God's wrath. And I'd heard the gospel so many times at that point that just immediately I knew I knew what the answer was. I knew that Jesus was the one who uh had taken my uh, my sin upon himself and uh gives me his right standing before God. And so uh I think that was kind of the immediate like moment of justification for me, I guess.
0: Cool. What's something that, uh, that when you think about your church there at Avondale, what's something you're like, you know what, we're doing this, we're doing this right. I really, really value how our church does fill in the blank.
1: So I got to mention at least two or three, like one is that the, the women's ministry at our church is doing a, uh, two year Bible reading plan. Um, and not everyone's doing it. Not everyone's doing it perfectly, but, uh, the women of our church are in God's word and submitting themselves to God's word. And uh, it it seems like there's a lot of learning and a lot of growth and a lot of uh, just really great things coming from that. Uh, in general, our church has been doing a big push to promote uh, discipleship. Um, so, just kind of the biblical model uh, in general of the older people discipling the younger people in the church, the older women discipling the younger women, older men discipling the younger men. Um, so that's something that kind of church wide is getting, uh, getting some traction there. So I'm, I'm really excited about that because we, we do live in a culture that's very, people are really independent, I think. And, Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that, that can fall to the wayside is seeing the need for relationship and seeking out the benefits of that, that God ordains for us to have in the church body. So we're, we're doing all those things.
0: I, I found this quote online. I think I shared it on Facebook too. It says that, that, that friendship is one of the sweetest joys of life. Many might have failed beneath the bitterness of their trial had they not found a friend. Uh, and that's specifically in the church and the importance of, like you were saying just the gospel centered community because that's where we find the accountability that's where we find encouragement that's where we find joy that's where we find people that come come around us and disciple us because we all need it right and it, i agree it really does kind of buck against the the kind of pull yourself up by your bootstraps um mentality that perhaps some christians have in america that that i know that that i have uh that's like no you're you're actually not enough you you don't have what it takes uh ultimately yes it is christ but he uses all he uses the community of the church right and that's that's super super important um Charles Spurgeon said that quote, by the way. I just thought I'd mention. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I actually knew that I was going to like attribute it to Rob Bell or something. And have you, have <laughs> you laughed like you did just now? Like you're doing a so. lot.
0: <laughs> Rob Bell wishes he could. Never mind. Okay. Um, That's so, actually a pretty
1: soft quote for Spurgeon. So it actually but, almost but, anyone but, could have said
0: that. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. He was the prince of preachers, it's good, man. That's good, good. If I were to ask you, what are the three top characteristics? that make a good servant in the church? What would you say the top three are? Humility. All right. Um,
1: courage.
0: Okay.
1: You only need two. And that those are them. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you need.
0: <laughs> Humility and courage. Okay. We'll go with it. <laughs> we'll go with it. That's Breaking all that's the good. rules. I that's right. Uh, so... When you think about service, both in the church and, you know, working a nine to five, how do you believe our Christianity, the Christian worldview, if you will, how does that filter in and through our service? Meaning, how should that infect and affect our view and our actions when when we serve?
1: Yeah, I guess my my mind goes, to, I've been reading Philippians 2 a lot lately, but the example that, that Christ set... Um, who even though he was God, he, he didn't consider that something to be grasped while, while he was here on earth, that he chose to uh, lower himself and take the form of a servant uh, to his creation, which is a mind, mind-boggling thing. Um, but we're made to glorify God and enjoy him forever. And so that that service that we do for God is supposed to come from a, a heart that is thankful to God for, for who He is and what He's done for us, mm-hmm. um, and and we're supposed to recognize that that's like that's a gift to us to be able to do that, and uh, to find our fulfillment in that, and even to to be able to glorify God in doing that.
0: Interesting, yeah. Well, and that's so countercultural too. Is that it's service is usually we we usually see service as something that that is just kind of just something, you know, just a hoop to jump through something that we're just going to get done, get it over with, and then move on to what we want to do. But what you're saying is actually having this kind of this, this mentality that service is the service is the blessing given to us by God and viewing that as a good and joyful thing.
1: Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's something I can probably, I've probably spent uh, 30 minutes in the last 30 years with like that right mentality, probably like if you, if you totaled up the total amount of time I had that correct mentality about that, that would probably be like the total amount. Cause it's not an easy thing. Cause we always want to, uh, we always have the tendency to go back to, to thinking like we did, uh, before we were saved that, that we are mm-hmm. God, that the world is about us and that we define what's good. We define, uh, what we should want and, and yeah, as soon as service becomes like this mandatory, obligatory, uh, just you have to do it thing, um, we're, I think we're missing, missing the whole point that, that God is working in us not to control us and force us to perform these actions, but he's working in our hearts to change what we desire and what we want, yeah, and, and even right. the things that we find our joy in. And so when that becomes obedience to God, when that becomes our joy— uh, mm-hmm. that that's it. And I don't think anybody arrives there at any point while we're, no, while we're here right now, so. but like, uh, in those moments where, where you can actually have that, that's like, that's some of the most uh, joyful, that's the most like solid foundation for joy there is. I think.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. It really does. It, it, it's a different attitude of service. It's, it's, it's how, how do we view, why we're doing what we're doing, right? It's a different mentality. Um, and when you think about just kind of the the correct attitude of service, right, the attitude that a Christian should be having when they enter in to service um, in the church, how would you encourage the Christian that comes to you and says, Luke, you know, I I want to serve. That's something that I believe is important. But – I just I don't see the value in it. I don't see where it pays off. I don't see where the uh where the importance lies in it. Um how would you go about, you know, counseling or or encouraging that person and and kind of reorienting their thinking a little bit as to seeing no service service is important.
1: I would want to just ask them questions that would probably get them to, to the point where they realize that and ask them well, what what do you think? What do you think is the purpose that God put you here for? Why why do you think mm-hmm. that you are why do you think you're alive? Why do you think you're here? I think I think almost every uh every sin, every misconception that we have is a is us forgetting or not recognizing who God is and who we are. And that's mm. wow, that's, yeah. That's kind of every, I don't know who it was. I should, I should know this. Some, some classical Christian philosopher something was, it was, it was knowledge of God and knowledge of self are the two things uh, to pursue. And when we have the right knowledge of God and have the right knowledge of ourselves, er everything kind of, I think, flows from that. And we recognize who and what we are and we recognize our purpose and we recognize where, where we should be finding our joy.
0: I think I would take that even one step further and say that it's impossible to have a correct view of self without a correct view of God first.
1: Yeah. That's probably
0: true. Right. I'm 99.9% um, sure I agree with that. I... <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's the Luke I know right there. <laughs> no, no. <sounds> good. <laughs> I'm going to jump on this bo- on this ship, but not quite. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it be so close. Um, let's see. Um, so what would you say you think the modern day churches view of service is? Uh, whether you think they have a misconception of what service is for in the church, why, you know, some of the reasons why they might say you, you should or shouldn't do this. What, what do you think the modern day churches, not specifically yours? Cause it sounds like yours has a, has a pretty good, uh, it's pretty good, a good, good view on it. But what would you say just kind of the church culture as a whole in 2019 America? <laughs> what, is the culture of service do you think in, in, in our society today? Um, I, I, I think it's there. I think
1: one of the, one of the, you could call it heresy, I guess, that's really just invading our American culture right now and invading the churches is I think a form of legalism and it's related to a lot of this like social justice stuff and all all of these Mm -hmm. things where, um, you form your identity about being uh, right and being a good person. And hmm. I, I think that inva- I, that invades a lot of my, my thoughts and my mentality. Um, and I, I think it's, it's pretty common and widespread in our culture. Um, and I think that probably affects our view of service that, that we think, okay, I want to be, be in right with God. I want to be doing the right thing. I want to be a good person so I should do this and this this will make me right. Um, and and in a weird way I think that's like a a works-based righteousness that any true Christian would be like, "Oh no, of course, like we don't believe that we're justified by our works, we're justified by grace." But then when we step back and and see how we're actually thinking about our service in the local church, I I think for me at least a lot of times I find myself falling back on all right, I want, I want God to be happy with me. So I'm going to do this. This will make God happy with me. This this will make me right with God. <laughs> and That's just right. ridiculous. That's a, uh, so it's weird. Yeah. But I, I think, I think maybe that's part of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. And that I, I see definitely how that would infect service is because if you if your mentality as a Christian is that your actions, even, even without, uh, Even perhaps without consciously realizing this, but if you're if you believe that your actions and your service in the church somehow affect uh, your standing before God or God's uh, God's favor with you, right? That if you if you sow the seed or if you do this, do that, you know, he's going to he's going to bless you a hundredfold and tenfold, right? Um, Yeah, that that is one that puts so much pressure on me as a Christian. And I don't know if they realize that, that if, if you truly believe that your service is done because you want it to, to somehow affect your standing before God, uh, I don't think that that's a, a, I don't think that's a train track that you should be happy with following too far.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a burden we we can't bear and we're, we're unable to. That's why we needed Jesus to bear the burden of that for us. We are incapable right, of
0: it. So when you think Luke about Christians that um, that inspire you to follow Christ, follow him harder, follow him faster, and more fervently than you do now. One, who are those Christians for you? You know whether they're around you right now, Christians that you've read or listened to, whatever the case. Who are those Christians for you, and what are the traits that they possess that that inspire you to to want to follow Christ more?
1: Yeah. I would say the number one is actually probably my wife. I think she uh, puts me to shame, uh, mm. when I, when I, uh, you know, we shouldn't compare ourselves to other people, <laughs> but, oh, like when, oh, I compare but to her, when I compare myself to her and I look at her, uh, her joyful and happy, uh, submission to, to God and in, in what he calls her to do that, that blows my mind. Um, So definitely my wife is like number one and, and I, I see her every day, see her all the time. Uh, and so I get to see what she's really like when she's not, uh, you know, when she doesn't have her, her a game face on and she's ready to go. I I see all of that. And there, there is a bedrock in her, uh, in her heart and in her soul that God has put there. And it is, it is a, a joyful and happy submission to God. And that, that blows my mind. Um, and then yeah I, I mean I could name I could, I could name a hundred people in my church probably that I look up to just in, in different ways um, but uh, yeah especially the the volunteers that we have in our youth ministry at our church um, yeah. those are people who are making small sacrifices uh, all the time you know whether it's having a conversation with the kid you know is sick and they're standing way too close to you and you're like well I'm gonna be sick for the next week, but I'm gonna care enough about this kid to, to have a conversation. Suffering
0: for Jesus.
1: I'm gonna have a conversation with him about a video game I've never heard of in my life because it, it's worth it to, to invest in this in this student. Um, I'm yeah. pretty
0: sure that's I'm pretty sure that's persecution though. Like we could write a whole Fix film off that.
1: Uh yes, uh, Youth Leaders Not Dead for uh,
0: <laughs> Youth Leaders almost dead, but sick. <laughs> four four there's already been three okay how there has the third
1: god's not dead movie come out
0: yet? yeah it's true you it get yeah, a theatrical release god's not dead again again and He's again not dead again yeah, that's yeah. Right. <laughs> oh man um so so luke obviously being in youth ministry there i know you've got a lot of them um both of us do but give me one of the funniest or most unforgettable experiences, specifically in church, that you have ever had? Oh, funniest unforgettable
1: experiences in church. I was talking to my wife about this question, and she was like, yeah, you can share that one. And I was like, so so yeah, there was a time where um, I was on a retreat, and uh, one of the students that was in our youth ministry uh, had purchased a weapon, and uh, my name was on it. And uh, by all apparent accounts, the plan was to murder me in my sleep. Uh, and uh, we had a hold good on, laugh. Hold on, up. hold
0: on, back up. Hold on, we need to suss this out a little bit. No, we I, can't, we I, can't, I
1: can't suss it out any more than that. But my life, my <laughs> life was being threatened. And uh... Your
0: life was being threatened. <laughs> okay, so from the information that you just gave me, you were on a youth retreat. You had a kid buy a knife with your name on it. Weapon. First off, where where did he find the knife with your name on it? What is this like a? No,
1: you can't. That's that's the end of the story. That's the end of the story. <sighs> the end of the story is I had a safe night's rest. It all ended up being oh, a joke. You're alive. We all yeah. we all ended up. Uh, we assumed that it was a joke, and uh, I didn't die, so I'm still still here.
0: That's interesting. <laughs> That'd
1: be a good thing to cut out of this recording. So so go ahead. And feel free to do that. You're not going to. <laughs> you're
0: going to put all of this on there.
1: And I'm still talking. So
0: sometimes you just, just stay quiet and let it be awkward and they will just keep talking.
1: Right. <laughs> and that's where, that's when you get the gold. <laughs> oh, I never thought of that. I'm going to, I'm going to apply that to my uh, discipleship of students. Just sit yes. there, and wait just literally, for sit out.
0: Just literally sit down in front of one of your kids. Just stare at them. Yep. I'll Don't say dip in my Mountain
1: Dew. Just stare. <laughs> I'll let you know how that goes.
0: Yeah, please do. It's like, yeah, just no phones nothing just stare at them all right next meme next meme all right hey we're into the monday hot takes now so all that right, means... we got 10 minutes so let's do it yep we're good that means that we're going to uh ask you a bunch of random questions you can give me the first thing that pops into your head you ready for this oh yeah okay favorite movie
1: the Zack snyder cut of justice
0: League. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that, that
1: exists somewhere <laughs> uh favorite movie uh i'm gonna go with
0: starman starman
1: Starring Jeff Bridges.
0: All right, uh, let's see. I think I know the answer to this question, but I'm gonna make sure. Favorite band or musical artist?
1: Oh, that's that's changing every day. Uh, I'm gonna go uh, with uh, Captain Jazz. C A P and
0: Jazz.
1: C A P C-A-P- apostrophe N space G A. No, J A Z Z. Sorry, yeah, Captain Jazz. Like Captain Crunch. That's, but
0: Cat that's how you spell jazz. Yeah, J A Z Z. Yeah. Yeah, greatest yep. band of all time.
1: I thought it was MXPX. Oh, they were, uh, they were my favorite band in high school. Yeah. They're the band I've seen more than any other band. I love actually, those guys.
0: You actually drug me to an MXPX slash five iron frenzy. That was, concert. A, great, that was a great show. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't understand what they were saying something was unmixed. Um, favorite day of the week. Friday. Your day off. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. Uh, what's the worst book you've ever read? The worst book I've ever read. Uh, the Shack. I haven't read The Shack. That's my go-to. I read you a page. I, like actually,
1: I opened up Zim it. Zoom of Love. <laughs> I had a copy of The Shack. I opened it up once. Just to just to read part of it. And I opened to the page where God is talking to another character. And he's like he's like the character's like in the Bible it says you. You turned your back on your son. And God's like, no, I would never do that. It was just from his perspective that I turned my back on my son. I was like, all right, I think I got the gist of this book. I think we're good. Um, that's, that's all I <laughs> Uh, Worst book I've ever read. I haven't read The Zim Zim of Love yet. I'm, I'm glad he got me that book, but uh, I haven't haven't read it.
0: Yeah. Wait, did, wait! I got you that book.
1: You you bought me that book. As, I bought you a
0: Rob Bell book.
1: Yeah, I think it was for like a birthday gift. I'm this had sure. to be.
0: This had to have been ironically.
1: You paid full price for it. I remember trying to convince you that you had sinned by buying that book because you had paid for it full price from a <laughs> I'm pretty store sure it was a joke. The joke
0: the joke. It was a joke. <laughs> oh, I know it was a joke, but I, I still think I can make you feel guilty for it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you are good at that, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, what is something about current Christian culture that is annoying to you?
1: Um, All these people thinking they can start a podcast and like, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like enough with the podcasts already.
0: Here's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean that's fair. Yeah, we could just be done here. Like this is this is the podcast that like shattered the dream. I just had you on. That's no, I got to
1: I got to give you some real answers. So real answer for that thing that annoys me is uh is within, and I I have to say Christianity, like in air quotes, uh, people placing their subjective experience over God's uh, written word. There you go. Um, Boom. Yeah. So Bethel. Dude, I watched an Apologia documentary about Bethel, and at first I was like, "Yeah, maybe all this Bethel that, stuff is overhyped." It's is that it's is that cultish, stuff. right? Yeah, cult-ish, it was cult-ish, yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. like,
0: "Look, oh. watch the gut." You know what? Hey, fun fact. Take it'd be really good for your high school too. Um, the documentary "American Gospel." Dude, I've
1: seen if... the one-hour cut of that that they put for free on YouTube. Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try it's to legit. show that
0: sometime next year. It's really it good. is a legit documentary. So good uh let's see if you got one superpower what would it be flight uh favorite food Uh, i'll go with sushi yeah i knew you i knew you were gonna do that all right least favorite food uh cooked fish no i'm just kidding uh least favorite food oh cheese. i hate i hate cheese you do hate cheese yep Yep. i remember that yep uh let's see nuts and cookies yes or no
1: uh, it's that's something that should be clearly communicated um it shouldn't be a surprise to someone but it's something that's perfectly that's right. fine if it's been clearly communicated there are nuts there, in these
0: cookies. there stuff. needs to be a disclaimer on every cookie
1: yeah and there's certain nuts that maybe shouldn't be in cookies
0: yeah, yeah academia
1: like, nuts man that's ooh. the good stuff
0: uh what's your go-to karaoke song
1: oh messy life by captain jazz oh my goodness look it up All right, i'm just gonna look have to look it. up
0: this captain jazz now
1: i showed them to you one time and you, oh, told wait, me, oh, is that... you told me, you said, you said to me, you said, you don't like this. That's what you said to me. And I was like, no, I like this. And you're like, no, no one can like this. And I was like, no, <laughs> I, I do. And you're wrong.
0: Um, <laughs> is that the weird spoken word guy that sounds like he's literally in the middle of a cocaine fueled frenzy? That's listener.
1: Listener is also incredible, incredible okay. music. But Captain Jazz is the best.
0: This guy sounds like he's in the middle of a methamphetamine fueled frenzy. No, Very it, different. Uh, Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Yep. Good. Did you see the new trailer this morning? I did. Dude,
1: we're Palpatine back cackling at the end—I was freaking out. My wife we're was back laughing on track. at me.
0: Yeah, we're back on track. Thank you, JJ. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What's the best advice you've ever been given? Look both ways before you cross the street. Okay saved my life many times probably every day what are right. you what, what am i supposed to like yeah i guess sure i guess <laughs> all right you I, bought me enough
1: time i should be able to think of a real one by now but
0: i'm, <laughs> I, I'm flabbergasting as much as i can here buddy but that's okay flabbergasting is not a
1: verb flabbergasted <laughs> is
0: literally anything can be a verb if you add ing to the end of it <laughs> You said
1: I'm <laughs> flabbergasting right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think what you I'm trying to think of the word that you meant, but what? I can't think of that word.
0: I don't know either. I was just It's like I was Congress trying to think they, uh, yeah, like like yeah oh oh um um uh filler busting. Yeah. But- it's a filibuster
1: no. filibuster filibuster, Is that
0: a verb? filibuster. Flabbergasting.
1: flabbergasting right now like i i'm in the act of being flabbergasted
0: uh sounds, sounds like a bad and like medical condition like hey yeah, he's he's flabbergasting he's flabbergasting <laughs> give
1: me 10 cc's of something something that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's he's flatlining okay <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna land this we're gonna land this this ship um what if you edit that out i will be sorely. i disappointed. said ship. there was a p on the end of that okay I need, to, I need to end this luke i appreciate you being on the podcast thank you for being a guest with us today um uh, yeah. <laughs> Got nothing else. Thanks for being on, man. I really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, uh, a lot of fun.
0: Thanks for inviting me. All right. Well, guys, you can um, head over to iTunes and leave a raving review and a five-star rating. If you don't mind, we really appreciate that.
1: A raving you, review? Is that where you, like, dance while you're raving?
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, you have to be literally in the middle of a rave when you review it. I, um, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Music, YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, wherever you find your podcast. We are there. Uh, head on over to Facebook.com slash Everyday a Monday thank you all for joining us in the trenches today and we will catch you on the next step of every day of monday (laughs) oh that was awesome